Just a couple of quick announcements before we dive into this week's episode of the Basically Good Podcast. We had an amazing turnout for our very first Patreon exclusive movie night. We watched Princess Mononoke and there was lots of groups that got together to watch kind of together and and all jumped in on the Discord. Uh, very fun. Uh, we had such a such a good time and we are so very excited for our next one. So thank you all who came out to that and helped participate in, in a nice little community movie night. We have just received updates on our Hero Duels commission and let me tell you both are looking really good. We're able to use the same artist for the front and back of the card, and uh, they gave us some mock-ups to take a look at and and kind of choose from. And we just made our decisions, so that we're very excited to be moving forward in the direction with with uh, the cards in general. So we should be seeing a final product of those in the next few weeks. So we can get those cards ordered for all of our patrons at the ten dollar and twenty five dollar tier level. We have a wild month ahead of us, and several of us are going to be out of town. So unfortunately, we are going to have to push our Starfinder episode that is dropped usually on Patreon uh, the very first Monday of the month, one week back. So patrons, you will have access to that episode the following Monday, July 12th. And non-patrons, you will have access to that on the regular feed on July 19th. That is all the announcements that I have for today. Please enjoy this week's episode of the Basically Good Podcast. We open to rain gently tapping against the window outside of a tiny storefront on the corner of a main street. Inside, we see multiple disorganized desks strewn with scrawling notes, full ashtrays, and translucent boxes filled to the brim with strange items. Along the walls are pinned up illustrations depicting various faces with descriptions neatly labeled beneath. A chime from the door breaks the silence of the room. A winded and tattered human woman with braided blonde hair and a young, towering, dark-haired half-orc enter hastily. The woman clutches at her arm and limps slightly. She removes her outer coat and carelessly tosses it on a nearby chair. So you uh, did good out there today. Tiberius slowly walks around the cramped space, eyeing posters and examining the strange objects on the desk. Uh, thanks. Sarah rolls up her sleeve, revealing a large gash down her arm. Damn, that's, uh, that's not good, uh, not good. Ah, uh, that's a nasty one. <laughs> there should be some bandages underneath those papers, uh, top left corner. Tiberius rummages through a mess of curiosities and loose parchment until finding a fresh spool of bandages. Uh, you have a strange way of staying organized here. I, I know, I know. It's one case to another most days, and I haven't had time to clean up in a while. Here, give it here. For a moment, Sarah struggles to clean and wrap her arm up. Then, wincing in pain, drops the bandages, unraveling the spool onto the floor. <laughs> I know you have it under control, but would you mind if I helped at all? I've cut myself up a few times. Tiberius moves closer to Sarah and pulls up a chair to get a better look at her wound. Uh, yes, that should be just fine. You know, I've been cut up too, you know. This bastard isn't the first killer I've tracked down and put away. It was, however, nice to have your help to speed up the process. A paycheck is a paycheck, miss, Tiberius says, carefully and gently wrapping the wound. He tucks the last piece of loose cloth neatly on Sarah's arm. Now, uh, I am in town for a few days and... Well, I was wondering if... Would you like to go to dinner with me? There's this wonderful cellist pub not too far from here. I'll buy the first round, you know, to celebrate a job well done. If you insist, Miss Sarah. Tiberius smiles and we watch as the two open the door of the dusty office space and huddle together as they walk out into the rainy Eladir Street. 
we open to the decadent Grand Hall of the Gilded Rose. Patrons line the walls and mingle around the grand marble and gold fountain in the Rose Garden Center. We see waiters moving in and out of the crowd, which large tins with various drinks and concoctions and begin handing them to and fro. But we turn and focus on two of these servers standing near the bar. We see that it is Aaron and Sarah painted gold wearing white suits with red roses in the, in, tucked into the pockets. And they watch the door. They see entering a loud group of five large and burly men walking through the rose entryway. They all wear dark but still shiny steel plate. They still wear their swords on their hips and their magical detecting wands are seen on their belts. These are the guards of the Gieve, the guards that Aaron and Sarah have been waiting for immediately as they enter they grab a tray and begin to make their way into the crowd. Miss Clary, as you were talking to Mr. Alec upstairs and Aaron so gently listened in for us all, um, he had mentioned uh, a finding a legal way to get this done. Is there any possibility that we get this done without breaking some law? Um, no. Because right. breaking Urkel out of prison is illegal. But it is. I do think with the Hell Knights being involved, as you all heard, keeping our heads low is more important now than it ever was. If they see us, it could beat some trouble. So we have three days. Three days until the men from the Gieve arrive for the Hero Duels tournament. It sounds like we need a couple to go make the night a little bit exciting for a few of these guards. You mean Frizzigig as a burlesque dancer? <laughs> Frizzigig. Me. Your whole uh, life has been uh, waiting for this. That is exciting. I don't <laughs> know. We watch as the as the steward near the entrance, hands each of these men a small golden bell meant for waving down and summoning servants and begins to escort them. They make their way through the large Hero Duels tournament that is going on and she escorts them to a private chamber through the labyrinth of the garden. They reach this back room and find themselves greeted by a golden server standing behind a large embossed Hirodul's table. And they all begin to take their place, take their seats, and begin filling out their tournament entry cards. As the steward exits, she waves her hand and the walls of the Rose Garden close and bar entry into the private room. We pan and turn to see Aaron and Sarah walking down the hallway, each carrying a platter of drinks. You guys see the, the door has closed and you see the stewardess walk down 
the hallway past you and says, give it just a moment. Some time passes and then she says, that should do it. All right, Aaron, this is it. All right, but like, so when they come in, I feel like these guys are regulars. They're going to know what drinks they like. How do we, I mean, I think it's easy to, to ask a waiter or waitress or wait oh, person. Oh, we have, yes, we have a, a, a Mr. Vittori at our disposal. It doesn't tie anything to him if there's a drink, right? A, a drink of the night, you know? Right, of course. A free round of drinks on the house. A little Ooh, yeah, special. Trying the bar drink special. If it doesn't affect them, they don't know no. that they've been drugged. You don't even also, ask. You just bring it to the table. You just offer them yeah. the drink, of course. By the stunning uh, gentleman in the back, Aaron. You uh, bought them a round of drinks. No. Um, no. Okay, we'll just get the house to bring out drinks for them. That's fine. Oh, you mean Aaron Tonio, which is my alter ego when I'm wearing my mustache. <laughs> Okay, yes, but of course. And then she's going to walk and then wave her hand and cause the vines to separate and open up the doorway again. And she says, to our favored guests, your drinks are on the house tonight and she kind of bows and motions for you two to enter Sarah is going to stand as tall as possible to mimic kind of the overall vibe these folks at the Gilded Rose give out and not saying anything just lays the drinks in front of each one of them all of the men are kind of laughing and and, and, and joking about, you know, who's going to win, what cards to play. Um, and um, you see the game master say, so will you be playing with your own cards this evening or will you like to use the house? And you see the, the one in the center um, looks like his face is like smashed in just doesn't look quite put together um just very rough looking guy you see him bark no i'm using my lucky card tonight you know you would never believe where i got this one this uh this alvaron del hammerfell the king of corvosa found it, uh, confiscated it from uh, our little friend. Said it cost him an arm and a leg, but uh, all it took was a few fingers for me to get it into my hands. And the kind of game master politely laughs and nods. Very well then, if you are all ready to begin, I will start. Who would like to go first? Uh, go ahead, go, go, go ahead. Uh, Burns, you should you should take the first whack. Very well. Then he kind of lays down the Alvaron card. Ah, I see this is a powerful card. I will match you with one of the best in the deck. And she is going to pull out and lay down a gold Urkel Short card. You guys see as Urkel Short is laid on the... Um, on the table, you see his holo hologram rise, and you all see, or you two both see, a clean and polished old half-orc man twirling a sword cane in hand. You can only imagine it would invoke some kind of memory or emotion seeing him like this, Aaron, since the last time you saw him. This is the man that you went to the Mwangi with in this image. And as he summoned 
you see there is kind of a, a, a ripple through the the men as they begin to laugh and chastise and uh, Burns in the middle says <laughs> it'll never look like that ever again ever since we dragged him down jeez I still get cold just thinking of it Ah, gods, this man. Well, at least they'll remember him like this. The man who killed Julius Vero by shoving him off his own bank. And he goes to grab the drink and says, let's all drink to this man's honor. Turkle Short. May he live the rest of his days in that frozen hell down below. And they are going to toast and drink. And you see the liquid of this clear kind of beverage begin to shimmer as they toast. And as they drink it, Burns kind of looks over at Aaron and says, You. Yes. What'd you put in this? Uh, This is just... Uh, drinks that the bartender has sent for us. He's sent many drinks for you to have tonight. I've never tasted a drink this sweet before. Is it not to your liking? I can, I, we can get you new drinks right away. No. No, leave it. We'll, we'll just keep drinking this. What do you say, boys? This is pretty <laughs> good stuff. No, I, as I would, uh, like to remind you, the bartender has a series of drinks that he has requested that you try throughout the night. He truly thinks that it will make your time here very wonderful. Are I'll you telling fired. me? Are you I'll telling me? I'll get fired. <laughs> Please. I don't give two <laughs> fucks about your job. Now, he kind of points to the steward and says, I thought we were your favorite guests. We don't get to choose what we get to drink around here. Well, sir, let me, if I could interject, let me get these smaller glasses out of your way and we'll bring some fresh, larger, chilled glasses that you could finish the night with. Give me give me a diplomacy. Okay, baby. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, essentially what you're saying, like, oh, I hear you like these. Let me get you glasses suited for more. We're gonna need tankards more. instead of sake glasses. Yeah. Um, here a point, plus eight. All right, it's time. Uh, <laughs> Worth it. Diplomacy. 34. <laughs> All right, Chance. He's going to kind of stare you down and say, All right, what do you say, man? We could use some bigger glasses. What do you call this stuff anyways? He says as you begin taking the glasses. Uh, this is a bartender special. He calls this dragon's breath. Fuck out of here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> dragon's breath. It's a horrible name for a drink this sweet. Sweet like the gold dragons it's, sit upon. It's, reme <laughs> it's after the chromatic dragons, actually. <laughs> sweet like a chromatic dragon's kiss. <laughs> I'm gonna what get the, fired. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's written, so it's written on the, the bottle. Rose. <laughs> That's all I say. You have the gilded rose, sir. <laughs> Stacking cups. <laughs> Just yep. using cups. Oh, making the switch happen. <laughs> all right. You guys exit. You leave. You leave the drinks, you leave them to their hero duels, and you exit with a platter of cups still partially full of a shimmering milky white drink. Also, probably full of backwash, which is kind of gross. But nonetheless, you exit, and the stewardess who is uh, sweating uh, closes the door. Right. And you guys are now outside the hallway. As we leave, I turn to her and say, get these men some tankards. Thank you. You don't tell me what to do, Ronnie. Right 
Okay, I, w- I figured somebody would take over. Maybe I'll go get the tankets. <laughs> Aaron, just, here, take the glasses. It's just rude. You could have just asked nicely. Uh, these men would like some tankets, please. <laughs> okay. May I please have some tankets <laughs> for these men? Accurate representation Pretty of please. somebody who's working in service and is tired of bullshit. <laughs> Avocados, please. Tableside guacamole. Thank you. I don't care if you're trying to rob a bank and break into a prison tonight. You can say please. <laughs> you deserve every every penny you get here. Okay. You deserve more. So now, we head what out. do you guys do? We head towards um, the area right? where we go to the basement. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You guys make your way to the room where you are able to access the basement down below. And you arrive down to the room where Clary and Frizz are nervously waiting for you. And you come down with the platter of partially filled drinks. It worked. We got it. Oh, God, I'm just glad right. to see you alive with those drinks. My God. I was never scared for one second. Full confidence. <laughs> it was a little rocky there, but uh, we got it. Now it's just a matter of... Aaron, I'm sorry, but you'll have to drink these. <laughs> I can do swap, it. Spit, <laughs> swap, spit, <laughs> swap, spit. Aaron pumps spit. himself up big time. Exactly. Okay. Aaron, are you vaccinated? Hey, dr- <laughs> uh, right? Why Aaron, am you know I you're practically <laughs> kissing all of these like, guards? There's a lot of germies in there. So yeah, there are five five glasses full of backwash of milky substance. Yeah. I drink the first one. As you, um, you drink the potion of shared memory, immediately your kind of eyes glaze over to the to the rest of your party and you see a scene of a large courtroom and you see yourself kind of walking towards its center and you see there is a large like um adamantine pole in the middle there is a shackled Urkel Short and he has been kind of yelling at the crowd up on the kind of throne in front of him you see there is a man covered in fine furs and jewelry who for some reason you know is the steward of Eladir to your right you see at a uh, table there is a golden knight standing his helmet is in his hands and his face is covered with like dark old burns and it does not look like Lucian Vogt that you saw before his face is almost an unrecognizable due to the burning the, the the burn scars and then to your left at another desk you see Alec Montague standing look of shock on his face but you see your hands and feet carry you to the center of the courtroom there is a, a slam on the gavel and you feel yourself putting a black hood over Urkel's face and like yank him to his feet and then the memory fades this is this first one's just courtroom stuff it's not useful at all and then I say you can have it though and then I take a drink of the next one wait 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 so is vote you said something about vote with burns on his face not being recognizable Right. It was the it was the golden knight that Aaron saw before, but his helmet was off and it was not Vote's face, but it was, it was like, like a man's face that was completely burned and like old yeah. burns and stuff. Like so, old it's, scars. he's either disguised or he has somebody show up for him. But that's yeah, really I good information. 
I imagine he's disguised. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, I go for the second one. You drink the second one, and you uh, you are now kind of in a group of of guards, and you see yourself kind of uh, traveling through the street on a cart with a hooded Urkel next to you, manacled to his seat. The cart stops and you undo his um, manacles to the seat and kind of kick him and shove him off the cart onto the street below. And you see yourself outside of uh, the Gieve itself. It's just black stone walls going very high up. And there is a, uh, a gate. You approach the gate. It has been opened for you. You pull Urkel up and you kind of nod to the, to the, to the guards at the front that are standing kind of with, you know, uh, spears, halberds. As you begin to walk through, um, you see there are kind of multiple gates every five feet or so. And um, on the sides, you see there are kind of like um, like windows where you see more guards kind of like on the other sides of them kind of watching. Um, you know, there are levers on the other sides of these where at a moment's notice, they could pull these levers and trap someone in between each of the gates. As you kind of bring Urkel through, you see there is finally at the end, there is a, uh, a doorway with kind of this strange uh, markings uh, through the portal. And um, as you pass through it, you feel yourself begin to uh, like tingle a bit and all of your like your magic uh, runes on your sword, on your hip and your armor kind of begin to glow and ding as they are like detected. And you know this as a detection of magic, as well as a neutralization of any ongoing magical effects that are on you. And then your memory fades. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, that gate thing that you said, is it being watched by anybody? Yeah, so there were guards on the outside of, of, of the gate and then like on either side of like of kind of the passageway where there were multiple like uh, not not what am I trying to think like not gates portcullises like there mm-hmm. between the rows of portcullises on either side. There are guards kind of monitoring it. Is mm, it like okay. a and this is you know, is it like a, a metal detector at TSA? where you walk through it and everybody has to pass through this or is it like a field around the whole jail? Oh, no, it's 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 a uh, yeah, TSA. It, I mean, it's essentially like a metal detector, right? Okay. And that's and that is what turns off the magic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then did my memory see far enough to know if the magic stuff came back on after I walked through? Um no, yeah, your items, like your basically any magic items are detected and like pinged. And then any ongoing like magical effects just turn off. Like they're just like dispelled. It's like if you're invisible, it would turn off and you walk through. Yeah. Because right. of the TSA portal. Yes. Right. Yes. But would the runes on the armor then light up after you walk through the gate? Yes. It doesn't like, just like destroy all the magic that no, walks no, no. through. That, that's what I'm saying. Magic items are just pinged. Magic effects are like are are dispelled. Null and void. Okay. I see. Uh well that shows us that we if we went in through a different way and completely went around, 
the TSA gate, we get to keep our magic. Mm-hmm. If there is a way. Is that through and, and where was that? Is that at the main gate or that's just like the front door of the of the Okay. Gate. Okay. So we got a long I, way to go. I set that one down, I say front door. And then I pick up the next one and I drink it. You are now um kind of uh sitting in kind of a uh a chair kind of in a hallway. Um it's just kind of in more of a common common room area of like a, like a main passageway of of the uh, prison you would assume, and you see a guard that is one of the guards that was at the table at the Gilded Rose, carrying Urkel, and he uh, nods to you, and you you hear yourself kind of say. Um, speak words uh, out of your control, but you hear yourself say, all right, new one, where's it going? The bottom. And you feel yourself kind of stand up. It's like, gods. What deserves that? And you see yourself lift the hood and see just kind of a like, uh, you see Urkel kind of like wince and, and is blinded by the light and you um, shove it back on. Kind of punch him in the ribs. Ugh. I see. Bastards getting off too easy. I thought they figured be execution. You walk with the guard and Urkel all the way down the hallway. Take a right, a left, another left. And then finally, you find yourselves at a, uh, a large door. And it has the same similar runes as the magical detector from before. And as you and the other guard pass through, same thing applies. Everything's notified, detected. And you enter your living quarters where uh, these elite guards kind of are stationed and um, you walk up to an office that says Burns. And that is the end of that memory. Okay. And then the next one. You see yourself at a fine desk. You look around the room of this large office and in the corner you see there is a man shackled to the walls and the floor. You pick up a knife on the desk that you're twirling. You hear yourself say, Now, give you one more chance. You just gotta tell me who paid you. And we can be through with our little game here. And you hear the man say, I, I told you, I've already told you, I, I, I've already told you. And then you throw the dagger and it just sticks into the man's side and he howls with pain. <sighs> you sigh and you walk over, yank it out of him and make your way over to the chair again to repeat. And then there's a knock on the door. Who is it? Urkel Short, sir. You feel yourself grin and you stab the dagger into the desk as you stand up, throw the doors open and look down on the hooded Urkel. Ah, the man who killed Julius Vero and lived to tell the tale. Well, you'll be living for quite some time. 
appears they wanted to spare your life. But trust me, you're gonna wish they ended it. I'll take it from here, men. And you kind of grab Urkel's manacles that are on a chain and you kind of yank them down through the common area over to another large set of double doors. You pass through them and you find yourself at in a large room where you see the floor has a indent near the center, like a large platform. And in the center, there is kind of a uh, rod kind of jutting out from its center. And you kind of kick Urkel near it. And it's going to be a long trip down. And you see yourself pull out a strange looking kind of like stone, uh, similar to like a, like a keystone. And you put it at the end of this rod and it kind of snaps into place and glows. And as you push the rod down, you feel the entire platform shift and like gears and cranks and all kinds of pulleys and you feel the platform go down and down and down into darkness. And that's where the memory ends. After that one, I say, Frizzy Gig, I need you to, I need you to drink this one in particular. There's a contraption and I'm not sure how we'll get around it. All right. I need you to brainstorm. Uh, Frizzy Gig goes ahead and does that and has a, has his uh, big, big old Explodipedia uh, turned giant notepad uh, in front of him uh, and is like taking notes as he is experiencing the memory. And then I will go for the last one. You come to and you see you are in a large central room, circular room, just like the one you saw above. But you see there are offshoots that kind of go off in seven different directions, like hallways. And you see uh, it is marked. Uh, you see all around on the walls between each of the hallways. You see it's like um, like five dash one, five dash two, like cell blocks. And um, there are just like cells and cells down the hallways. And like some are just like cages like held over like boiling coals and some are um they just like completely walled off some have like a small little slit like they're all just kind of mixed match cells almost like they're built for each person you know that they do this because they they try to find the worst most uncomfortable thing possible based on what that prisoner's um, disposition is you look and you see in the center where the platform was before there is nothing but just like a gaping hole it's just a huge hole down to an abyss that you can't see the bottom of but you hear on the sides uh, pulleys and gears whirring and moving and you see above her large black platform coming down and you see there is but a lone burns the butcher in a hooded Urkel, standing near the center. You need your help. Hop on. And you kind of shudder and kind of step on as it is lowered. And you hear yourself say, yes, uh, what, what do you need going farther down? Yeah, bottom. Gods, I hate going to the bottom. It's all right. Just stick close to me. Nothing will happen. 
and as you go farther and farther down, it feels like forever, and eventually you see your breath and you land on the very bottom and you just see the walls and the floor and everything just has a sheet of like ice and is just frozen. And you look down the hallways, still seven hallways, but you see that they're all the same. They're all black. The walls are black, the ceilings, the floor, everything's black and ice. And you hear like a scraping sound, like a chittering sound. Oh, gods, let's be quick. Don't worry, just stay next to me. You hear that, Urkel? That's your little guardian down here, making sure you never get out. And he's going to walk down the hallway and you see Burns pulls out kind of like this lantern that kind of illuminates uh, the area. And you see it gives off kind of a warmth and kind of like a glow. And you don't see anything but you see kind of like a dark figure off in the corner just kind of like move really fast but you don't know what it is but you just know to stay near the lantern you walk down all the way down to the end of a row burns opens the door and you see inside is just a small tiny tiny cell completely black and you help Burns fasten Urkel to it. And he doesn't even resist. He just kind of lays there, defeated, allowing you to do it. You walk out. You close the door and you just see Burns kind of smiling at him as he does. As the door closes, it fits perfectly. And you know that the prisoners inside, it looks like they're completely and utterly trapped in cement walls. And that is the end of that memory. Woof. This one's quite a doozy. We got a monster. A monster? Uh, Urkel? Monster. It sounded like Urkel for a second. There's it wasn't a, Urkel. I, I just they're related. I, I just heard Monster. the family resemblance. Oh, I was okay. just looking yeah. My at mom Urkel. talks like me all the time. I apologize. <laughs> Frizzy gig. Do your fucking chores. Yes, mama. 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 <laughs> Do your fucking jaws. <laughs> That's so funny. All right. So the two really big things that I feel like is the keystone and the chittering monster, which was basically the lantern is the key, I I presume. It's a magic lantern. Chance, did it look like a light. special lantern or is it just a regular old? You you would know it is a special lantern that, you know, it, it, it keeps the monster away. Did he pick up the lantern from somewhere? Did he have no, it on him? He had it on him. Dang it. Um, I mean, he, I just have to kill it. Yeah, plan plan C is you just let us out the bag and we slay a monster as quietly as possible. But there's nobody else down there. It's not like true. to be too quiet. Um, also, you said there was a second magical deactivation gate. Yes, another checkpoint. Yeah, yeah there's a so there's a checkpoint when you get in. There's a checkpoint into kind of like the elite guard area. Um, 
and the the elevator is in the elite guard area. And the second checkpoint is also being monitored, I assume. Yeah, like it, it kind of opens into kind of like a common room. And then from this common room, it like jets out to like the elevator and the barracks and like Burns's office. But it's just like where yeah. all of the elite guards are kind of at. If we're quick, we might be able to find either an extra key or lantern in Burns's office if that's just because yeah, I know where that he's is. Gone. Too. Yeah, that's if super he's still true. gone. And did we? That's okay. Super important question. Did we see the lantern on Burns when he yeah. was at the table? We could we could ask him to take off his armor and we could collect the men's clothes maybe so they could be a little bit more comfortable when they play. Well, no. Maybe I mean, little, I mean as in, that, is but. the lantern, lantern in his office still? <laughs> little, oh, little, pants, little pants off gaming. <laughs> hey, little pants mind, off gaming. Would you all mind stripping for us? Tonight <laughs> is pog night at the Gilded Rose. The bartender <laughs> says <laughs> it's pog night. Yeah, did we see the lantern on Burns and, and recalling seeing them at the table? Yes, it was hooked on to his like, belt. Fuck. Well, Aaron, are you, uh, or Frizzy Gig, potentially? Um, if we were to come in and cause some sort of distraction, would you be able to swallow an Invis potion and pull it off of him? I definitely do not have the deftest of hands in this room. I can do it. Also, we're still at the Gilded Rose. Keep that in mind. If a right. key item goes missing in Vittori's lair, well, I guess you can kiss everything else goodbye. That is true. We might just have to fight this monster. It might be our only choice. The main thing to me is the key. I like the monster, we can fight it, but the, the keystone, what is the key? Like, can the key be remade? Yeah, I would say with the crafting, like your crafting knowledge, like you definitely have the memory of it. Um, but it would I feel like it would take you like days and resources to craft something like it. Mm. You, I, I would say like you definitely could do it, but you don't have the time right now, right? Yeah, like you could build like a like a uh, a replicant. Chance, big question. Yeah. Do the memories afforded by the potion, because like you said, you can relive the memories as if they are your own. Are they yeah. sufficient for teleportation? Right. Yes, they are. Okay. We might have to blow a DP voice. We might just have to go straight to hell. Yeah. Straight to hell and back. Yeah. We can either teleport in or we can DPN, but we're probably going to have to do one of those unless we want to somehow steal those off burns, which I don't think is the best move because he's gone right now. Oh, I'm 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 a little dummy, but uh, it, you didn't see it. But I guess in your memory, whether it be burns or one of the other guys, um, you would know that there is um, magic barriers placed on the entire like system right cell blocks that um you would have to overcome like um you have to like counteract that like barrier to be able to like pop in so we have to beat the dc in order to actually get in anything to magically interact with the entire like the layers of hell right like you would have to um succeed that and was the keystone did we see the keystone with burns when he was at the table, I would he assume pulled so. It out of, he, I mean, he pulled it out of his bag in the memory, but like, yeah. or his pocket or whatever. But you, you I mean, it's not hanging off of him, yeah, like a lantern, assume, you know. Assume that it's on him. Prizigig, what's your sleight of hand? Uh, fourteen. Both are risks. And you've got a hero 14. point, right? Yeah. Invisibility, frizz. I like it doesn't really sound like there's any other option. Can I can I assist? Can I go in and collect the drinks and spill something on the table? Give a bonus. Yeah. 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 
Is that worth doing? I mean, do we if we, wanna, I mean, do we just want I mean, to do it, it up? It's all over. If it, we do it, if we true. do it, if we do it that way, it's somewhat easier because then we can just we have two. If we can get the key, we can use the dimensional popper to get to his office, um, and then we can get down there and we can teleport out and we have two chances at a teleport just in case one bad roll. Oh, it's it's risky bisky, but it, it is, is the risky. fastest way in and out. Right. But if you it's, if you if you fail the sleight of hand, Vittori is really if we fail out. anything at this point, there's, yeah. there's I mean, no yeah, way. That's so, true. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I think I think we just leverage our hero points here. Yeah and try to pad as much as we can because Chance. if Riz just takes a plus eight. Is there, so it's like a plus 22 roll on a side of hand, which is insanely good. But Chance, is there any way for us to make some kind of check to know like what Burns Perception DC would be? Like, I know that's a reach, but like. Uh, recall knowledge. A recall yeah, knowledge? Give me, mm -hmm. give me knowledge, uh, uh, Sarah, give me knowledge uh, local to see if you can get a power level on him what's his power level say because if he's reasonably leveled i think it's worth the risk just for how smoothly all that goes but if it's high it's not worth it it's a 30. i have an 18 yeah, I, society well, yeah. i got a i got a 31. <laughs> okay uh i'll just tell you this you identify the guards are level 10 fighters <sighs> And Burns is an a level level eleven fighter. Also, here's here's the thing we could do. If we can if we can get the key now and we can dimension door in, go down, teleport out, we could still be back by before they finish. Oh. We can invis in, drop the key on the floor next to oh. him as if it fell out of his oh, Holy my shit. Gosh. Yeah. Dude. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. Dude, okay, listen to this. If he's he's that level just, eleven, he's to right? Be fast. We should we should assume we should assume the highest possible situation, right? So let's assume he's got a plus four wisdom. Let's just go ahead and make that the baseline. So if he's got a plus four wisdom and he's trained and he's level eleven, that's gonna be a proficiency of fifteen. Plus four is 19. The save would be a 29 because you add 10 for the DC. So that's if he's trained. If he's a master, you add two. If he's a, he was an expert, you get two more than that. It's a 31. If he's a if he's a master, you add two more to that. It's a 33 DC. I think you're so all, the, yeah, I, I If he's trained, he's a plus four. Trained is plus two plus his level. Which is 11. So, thir yeah, so, so, it so, should plus, be a so plus 13, plus 4 would be 17, so 27 DC. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Sorry, my, uh, I have uh, my sheet is wrong. I was going off my sheet. So 27, 29, 31 <laughs> is worst case scenario. This is so crazy. Okay, so Maybe. you are all four downstairs in the basement. Frisbee, <laughs> you're going. <laughs> I also love that you guys are like, we fucking gonna do this like, yeah we're just gonna do hey it's a, is this gonna be a performance to distract or would it be a deception deception okay so you're gonna you're gonna distract right um frizzigig you're popping a, an invisible potion and running up behind behind uh sarah yes okay so it's just sarah and frizz right yes okay all right uh, a deception, if you succeed, because we're not doing perception DCs, but if you can, if you can succeed, you basically get a, a frizz, you'll get a plus four to your roll. Holy cow. Okay. So, all, right. all right. All right. So you drink the potion, frizz? Uh, yes. Okay. Sarah, you go upstairs? I'm going to go upstairs. Frizz, you've got 10 minutes of invisibility, right? Mm-hmm. The steward comes. It opens the door. Sarah, you have a bottle of what, like a like a foamy drink? Like yeah, a like a champagne. Like a champagne. Yeah. Something with All sparklers right. sticking out of it. Something like it's going to be New fun. Year's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You open the door. And you see they're all just kind of like roughhousing and like 
um, like, oh, like, you know, reacting to the hero duels and that you see the like the figures are fighting and spilling chips all over the place. Uh, but it's just kind of like rambunctious kind of uh, slamming fists on the table and you kind of walk over with the bottle of champagne. What do you do? Right. I'm going to walk behind the um, the table kind of off to the side, not trying to like get in the way of anything, but off to where they would be looking, uh, continuing to continuing to look forward towards the the um, the house. Um, and I would say, gentlemen, the next drink of the night, the molten flare, and pop the cork, and see what happens. All right, give me a deception check. Uh, I am going to re-roll with a hero point. Holy, what do you roll? I rolled a five. All right, we're just busting hero points. <laughs> I just don't want to mess it up. Okay, much better. 36. 36, the cork pops off hits one of the guys in the face and you just spray bubbly like all over them. <laughs> Frizzigig, Frizzigig, give me a thievery check. Is this for, wait, am I stealing the key right okay, now? Okay, or okay, is this okay, for something okay, else? Yes. Yeah, you're stealing the key. You're Silas, stealing the listen, key. Okay. Listen, before you roll this, this is important. So the probability of you hitting the target, if it's worst case scenario, is 45% if you bust a hero point to add plus eight. It is 36% if you roll twice. Sorry, you said I have a what percent chance of succeeding? Oh, you said worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, if he's got a 31, or if you got a 31, then it's a 36% chance if you roll twice. There's a 45% chance if you add eight. Adding eight is lowering the DC by eight. Yes. Yeah. And then and then a plus four for me. Which makes it I didn't yeah. even add in the plus four. So it's okay, even more. So it's a twelve plus it's twelve a, if you just pop the eight. Right. Pop the eight, baby. Pop the eight and pray. If you roll a one, all, the campaign roll a one. If it's not worst case though, it's I have an eighty percent chance of succeeding with a reroll. Right. I mean the the probability of succeeding, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, with the plus eight is higher regardless. Uh, I think it actually wasn't in that case. I don't know. The math got really weird, but um, it's like it, it's really close. It's like really close. Wait, wait, let me double check. I just want to pull up, pull up thievery. You are trying to steal, take a small object from another without being noticed. Um, it is not worn. This assumes the object is uh, cl closely guarded. Um, blah, blah, blah. If, if it is in a pocket or similar protected, you take a minus five to your thievery check. Okay, plus eight. <laughs> plus eight. Oh my god. So incorporate. Yeah, I'm gonna say incorporate the plus minus five because this is like okay. the key to the biggest prison. Imagine, He's gotta, imagine this not working and it's just like guns drawn. <laughs> what do we do? Do we? Bail? Let's not think about that. Do we? Bail? Let's not think about that. No, that's an eighteen. 18 plus with the minus so it so i get plus eight from the hero point minus five from minus five from the nature of what i'm so, doing so and plus 21. four from sarah right plus four yeah from me. okay so 21 so, 25 plus your total of plus seven yeah uh plus 21 so that would be a 39. Oh. the bubbly splashes all over him the cork hits one guy in the eye Frizzigig, you reach through the pocket of Burns the Butcher as he jumps to his feet and you pull it out before he could notice and you take off down the hallway with the key. Oh and that is the end God. of the episode of 78. Oh and your party has only one hero right. point oh left, and that God. is for Sarah. Okay, I think we deserve a hero <laughs> point for using a hero point in that situation, but you know, <laughs> that was a pretty epic thing, Chance. You literally said, do something epic, and we did something epic. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>